Hello and welcome to Taft Talks, here to help you create change in yourself and others to make a positive difference. My name is Jamie Waugh from Together and Active Future and as always I need my wingman, so here he is, the one-horned, one-eyed, flying purple people eater, that's Mr Ken Massey. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I have no idea what these ridiculous... <laughs> right, I think they're song lyrics. That's how far I've got so far. So this is episode three of season two. Yep. No idea what the connection is. Don't know what they're about. And finding that slightly annoying. Yeah, good. I will carry it on then. Good. <laughs> um, so today we're going to do something just a little bit different in as much as um, it may surprise you to know if you're an avid listener um, that me and Ken normally prep our podcasts um, quite well. Uh, and this time we're going a bit more kind of loose and flexible with how we're going to do it. And that's because at the moment in, in Together and Active Future, or TAF as we call it, we're wrestling with something live. And so we thought we'd just bring that discussion yep. to this podcast and just share our thoughts and ideas on it. Probably just to help us kind of articulate it a little bit more and maybe get to some solutions. Yep. Um, so what we're talking about today, to give a little bit of context and then Ken can kind of take us into the main body of it. We're a local delivery pilot, um, one of 12 Sport England local delivery pilots across the country. And a key part of that since day one has always been around sharing the learning. So if you've had this great opportunity, it's about firstly sharing the learning in your local area, but more broadly than that, sharing the learning with the people who didn't maybe get the opportunity to be pilots, or even just sharing with bodies and councils and organisations nationally. And so that's always been a key thread throughout And the thing we're currently kind of working out is, can you balance really nailing the work that you're trying to do in your local place, as well as meet the asks and expectations of sharing your learning much more widely? Mm -hmm. Um, So why kind of is that topic emerged for us right now? Kind of where, why we got to this place? Well, I think, you know, the pilots are now four or five years in and Sport England quite rightly are talking with us as pilot colleagues and uh, about how do we uh, how do they do their kind of place-based approaches and working in more places so greater depth and greater breadth across more places across the country and I think what's really interesting is the pilots have learned lots of things predominantly about the how you might go about this work and and there's been um, toolkits shared and different things that different pilots have kind of got emerging as different bits of work um but the challenge is now how do you how do you now take some of that learning and and help new places or other places to uh, progress their place-based work to create more active communities so i think that's the the challenge for us And, and i think specifically in pennine then i think we have having an increasing number of places contact us to talk about or or wanting not only to learn or know some of the things that we've learned but also can we support them Hmm. um, and invest time and energy in supporting them to develop their organization or their place in a way that's more systemic Um, so I think that's that and that's and there's lots of interesting sides and nuances to that which hopefully we'll discuss a bit more today yeah I I think it's it's fair to say that um, TAF have Previously and in the early days, kept a relatively low profile. You know, we deliberately weren't trying to go out all guns blazing because we were trying to work out what this thing was. But as you say, as we've evolved and grown, and to a degree started to find our voice and our confidence in the stuff we had to say, we've started generating more interest and and raising our own profile out there. Um, And that's all great because now we've got more stuff, and and like you say, that means people are asking stuff. So then people might be thinking at home, 
well, what's the problem with that? You've had a chance to kind of do some really great stuff, and now people are asking you for help and support, and that's what it's all been about. So, what is the problem with that, Ken? Well, I think the challenge there's there's a few challenges. I think there's and I think there's a there's a, there's a spectrum, if you like, of what um, sharing the learning and helping places looks like. So, uh, at the one end, there's writing a, a two-page report on creative engagement and how you might do that or developing the creative engagement toolkit for example as we've done in Pennine and putting that on the website and letting people download it and utilise it and we're sharing our learning so that's at one end of of the kind of scale at the other end of the scale is is supporting the learning in the sense of um, you know pick a random place Colchester saying can you help us to uh, train us up how to do creative engagement do some creative engagement projects with our communities help us gather insight, build some collective purpose and develop a network through your creative engagement techniques And that would, in, uh, at that end of the spectrum that would involve a lot more capacity so I- issue number one is capacity so Sport England have invested in Pennine a, a, a proportion of that is used to, to create capacity and we've used as a common model to do that um, and so we've got individuals who work part-time, part-time within the Pennine system and part-time on the Pennine system as part of the Together and Active Future pilot. So we've got some limitations to our resource. Um, now, what's interesting about the secondment model is we've, we have um, built a lot of expertise, but that expertise is held by individuals, if you like, who have other commitments and time yeah. constraints. So I work part-time for a local leisure trust. Claire Ramwell, for example, works part-time at Blackburn with Darwin Council and part-time on the pilot. So you've got this strain on capacity. I think that's the, the first big issue or challenge of, you know, where should you focus your energy, as you said before, between getting stuff right in Pennine and using our time and capacity to support other places. So I think that's question number one. Question number two, then, I think is a is almost a mini political question for our place. Um, and we've talked about this a little bit. So whilst there's a strong commitment for Pennine to be a sharing pilot, as was always set out by Sport England, that yeah. you must share the learning, I think that's in the form of toolkits, webinars, seminars, speaking to people. Um, that There's a question, I think, of if, if say, say there's an individual, Jamie Wall, let's pick him, um, <clears throat> who's in effect being paid for by uh, Sport England funding that was given to Pennine Lancashire, but goes and spends six months working with the Fylde Coast or yeah. Colchester or wherever, um, Newcastle, whatever it might be, um, then that, that money's no longer being spent in Pennine, if you like. Your resource is not developing Pennine as a place and tackling our inequalities. And so if I'm a local politician or a chief executive of a council, or if I'm Blackburn with Darwin Council, who's the accountable body for um, the Pennine pilot, are they happy and comfortable for Pennine, in inverted commas, money to be spent mm. in Newcastle or Colchester or the Fowl Coast or wherever. So I think that, for me, those are the two big questions, and I'm not sure what the answers are, but I think those are the questions that we're wrestling with. And I think Sport England, to a degree, may be wrestling with as well. And, and, and by the time we finish this podcast, we'll have answered all Sport England's problems and queries, and they can just play this to colleagues and problem solved. Good news. That's what the podcast's here for. I'm looking forward to that answer, Ken, that you're going to give. Um, yeah, all right. So I think to, to, to recap on those, and I'll, I'll add one if that's okay. Well, of course it's okay. I'm a co-host, I can do it all. You can. <laughs> um, so that bit of capacity, 
And actually, because we do have, by design, a relatively small number of people with a really great kind of expertise and skill base, it just means we don't have the ability to go out and spread this without potentially taking it from elsewhere. And then there's that bit of Pennine resources being for Pennine people or others. Um, and I think, and on that last point, just to add one thing is, and also, so so let's pick Ken Master in this regard. So actually, I'm a Pennine partner who hasn't yet had a chance to get the benefit to go an active future. And I ask Ken if he can come and support. Uh, but Ken can't because he's just made a commitment to some other place down south, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so now I'm a partner who hasn't been reached in Pennine Lancashire yet. Um, needs to help right now. I'm what this pilot's about. And yet your capacity now has been allocated elsewhere. Mm. And so I'm going to miss out for this thing that's a Pennine Lancashire pilot, which is an interesting thing for us to think through um, yeah. not only the well I suppose almost the ethics of it to a degree you know knowing that there's a lot of support that's needed in our place and it's that bit of we could do more here versus we could help lots elsewhere mm. and I think one of the one of the things that someone might say if listening to this podcast is well just just like develop more resource like back, backfill the resource in Pennine so that you can go and share with others or and and we need to be careful it's not necessarily about sharing but maybe supporting is the bit that is challenging for us i think the difficulty with that is what we've discovered across all of the pilots is that it takes time you know one of our core pillars is that it's people who are changing developing growing learning new skills and approaches are are then better placed to change the system Um, but that change doesn't happen overnight. It's not a case of, you know, you, you want to now work in this new kind of creative, collaborative, network-based, challenging, systemic way. So we'll just drop you on a two-day training course and off you, you pop. You know, there's there's four or five years now of not only learning but changing that has occurred um, in, in pilot colleagues. And so that makes it difficult to to backfill so there's a there is a level of expertise there that's developed that is constantly de- developing so, so it's, it's hard to kind of catch that up but so there's another challenge there that we're also working on kind of independently of this is is how do you how do you kind of increase your conversion rate how do you get more people thinking and effectively working in this kind of um, new place-based way and, and because coming back to the, the, the thing you made at the very start about creative engagement, you said at one end of the scale, we do a cool toolkit, we post it, it's live. The other end of the scale, you spend time with people, help them understand the key principles of it. And we know that that end is far more of value, mm-hmm. far more likely to connect and work. And it's probably much more likely that landing somebody with a toolkit is probably going to make very to little, little to no difference to their way of working mm-hmm. because they haven't had a chance to bounce it around. They haven't had a chance to help somebody apply it to their place. And so there is this, you could go big on the stuff that's easy, but actually is that really going to change any behaviours or thinking versus you could spend all of your time elsewhere and make a big great difference there, yeah. but you're going to do it for a much smaller group of people. Yeah, I think there's, you know, one of the principles of the Sport England's pilot work is kind of this, I think it might be one of my room's maxims even, you know, the learnings in the doing. Um, but there's, you know, and so we've learned as we've been doing it, and you could say, well, another place... Can they can just learn as they do it um, but we've spent five years learning and, and I suppose one of the ambitions for the pilot work is that that's then accelerated in other places that they don't have to spend five years or or the amount of resource that we've had frankly yeah. you know m- millions of pounds has been invested yeah, it's in just your salary that as well isn't it yeah well and part time <laughs> as well so 
Um, but you know, in, in, in other Sport England can't invest millions of pounds in every yeah. place, and so the idea was we learn some things that then can be done quicker, more effectively, more efficiently in other places to, to tackle inequalities specifically around physical activity levels. Um, and so it, it's not it's it's not going to be effect as effective. Or, or one of the things we need to do to accelerate this work in other places, send in the toolkit. There, there might be some change. They might learn some things, but actually. Um, places that we're talking to, they want they want some hand holding support, some input, as you say, some bouncing ideas around, some talking it through, um, so that they can benefit from, you know, benefit from that learning. So and, that they and can they want accelerate. that from people who are outside of their teams and organisations because it's fresh perspectives. Yes. And ideas. And so there's one more I think that will set up. These are the challenges, and then we'll get into how we're going to solve all of these things. Yeah. And I think that's the. Um, how it feels to be almost managing the gap between the ideal that you may describe to people versus the reality of what we're delivering. So everything we've just talked about now suggests that our learning is, to a degree, got to a place where, oh, it's pretty much ready now. We can just go out and share this stuff. Whereas in reality, it's not. We've still got loads more work to do here in Penn and Lancashire. We need mm. to strengthen and deepen our own learning. And so to a degree... There's almost this kind of how far are you willing to like kind of you know set out the difference between what you're actually delivering and where you want to get to versus the ideal you're describing. Because mm-hmm. if I'm out there saying to people, well, this is how you would deliver this, and actually we haven't delivered it ourselves in Penang, Lancashire, there's a bit of an imposter thing going on there. Yeah, I, I landed. I landed. I was having a chat the other day with somebody. And they kind of give me a bit of an analogy or a metaphor. I don't understand it. A metaphorological. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Not very helpful. They gave me this metaphorology. <laughs> and what they talked about is, I think he said airfix kit. And what, when I said, what do you mean? He's like, so the things, I mean, imagine like a Lego, a Lego Death Star or like an airplane model kit, yeah. where basically we, we've got all of the pieces, we've got all the pieces out, we've laid them out and we've started to play and we've started to put them together. And now we're being asked to go and tell people how to what the finished model looks like and how to create it all. Mm. And in reality, we're only halfway through it ourselves and we don't know what the finished model looks like. And yet we're being asked to share learning probably a bit more towards the end of what this end product yeah, looks like. Absolutely. We've kind of we've we've developed a really good model of change. We've built a couple of prototypes, but we haven't gone to full scale kind of manufacture, yeah. if you like. You know, there's not a production line now of, of and and that's and that that kind of explains I think really nicely where we are in Pennine that we're now trying to kind of ramp up production if you like but that's also why other places need help because just just having um, the manual and a prototype even you know it's re- really difficult then to operationalise it yeah. w- without that expertise of how how do you operationalise it so no that's a really good example I like that a lot yeah a good metaphorology yeah good and <laughs> while, while we're doing metaphors and we're talking about different perspectives and you mentioned before about offering places different perspectives I think it's a good time for our mini break activity mini break activity love it the MBA I've just come up with it now I can't very good so um, for those who have not listened to our podcast before one of the things that we really like to do in Pan Island Lancashire is um, is to have mini activities that get people to think differently um, open up express themselves and have a bit of fun within stuff that we're doing so today's activity is all about it's a challenge for jamie and it's all about looking at things differently okay um i'm very blinkered human when i see how it goes and gaining a new perspective okay and it's anagrams 
Okay. It's an anagram quiz. I've got three. I think I'm pretty good at anagrams. Okay. I definitely should have said that out loud before. We're just going to have to do so, it. So if anyone is listening on the po- if anyone's listening out there, <laughs> if anyone's listening, no, come on, for our one listener. Yeah, this get, is for you. Get your pen and paper out because you might want to write these down, and then we'll just give Jamie a few seconds for each one. Okay. So number one, schemes tangy, and these are all relating to stuff we've already talked about today. Schemes tangy, as I'd expect to spell it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me the others because I, I don't feel so bad about looking at one for eight. Number two, active menage regent. <laughs> can, I, can I menage? Go on. M E N A G E. Regent. Yeah. I'm feeling terrible. And, and the last last one is elf looked onus. If you can get one, that bit will give you a prize. <laughs> I'm panicking already. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, let's so something we talked about today. Uh, so just while he's looking at those, why this activity works quite well is you can take uh, principles or values or ideas that you um, want to talk about with people or perhaps that they're involved in a work stream that they're involved in or whatever. Um, and, and, and by just having a bit of fun with anagrams, you can... Um, suggest to people that they can they can look at things in new and different ways and different perspectives same letters different order um so let's see if <laughs> if that break jamie's managed to get any of them so thank you for filling time if you could just do that for another five <laughs> or ten minutes that would be great i'll be on it give me the first letter of the first one the first one begins with s s yes. y System change. Yes. Okay, so uh, this is okay. Now I'm getting to my level. You just need to give it the opening letters. Next one begins with C. Yeah. And then R. Creative engagement. Yes. Oh, okay. We found the level. We're good. We're good. Next one. The next one's three words. Okay. And the first word begins with L. And the second. Luxan feel. Yes. Oh, see, I thought I was useless, and I'm only a bit useless. Yeah, that was good. With the opening letters, there we go. So that works really well. It's fun. It's easy. It's non. It's kind of non-embarrassing. Yeah. People can just take part. You either get it or you don't. Yeah. Ken saw the look of panic in my face and helped by giving some letters. <laughs> so you can also manage it that way. Yeah. And I'm doing it live on a podcast, which adds more pressure. I think. A lot of pressure. So that's our little activity for today. I like that. That was good. And like you say, you can connect it to work, can't you? Or connect or do it in a fun way and connect it to something else. I think yeah. going on. Oh, that's cool. I like that one, mate. Um, right, brilliant. So, part two. Um, so, we, we've positioned the various challenges. We won't recap them because I think we've kind of touched on them quite enough now. And now it's exploring different scenarios and solutions that may exist. And I don't think we've come down on any of these to think it's this or not. But I think it's just good for us to say, what about this and what would that mean if we did it in that way? So, let's t- if, if maybe I pitch them and then we can offer some thoughts on it. Okay. So, the first one might be uh, we recruit more people. So, we've talked about our capacity is relatively small, so we'll recruit more people. Mm-hmm. Viable, would that work? Yeah, well, we touched on that a, a, a bit earlier and that, that, that could work, but there's a, there's a lag in, in, that might be like one, two years of those people um, kind of getting up to speed with. So, if, relatively easy to understand the models and some of the approaches, if you like. Uh, difficult, more difficult to kind of have that change in behaviour and mindset to understand how things are done. So I, so I could give you a list of five five key things that it takes to build a network across a place, um, but but then actually doing those things in the in the, in the nuances of how you do that and how you interact with people is more. Yeah, it, it takes a bit more learning. And what that person wouldn't be able to do is when I then go, "Oh, brilliant! How did you do that?" 
they don't have that answer. Yeah. Because they haven't. Because mm. the guys who did it, the ones who kind of came up with it. Yeah. Okay, so recruit more people were saying mm, that would probably be as, mu- as much problematic as it would anything else, potentially. Mm. So we'll, we'll put a no next to that one. Well, we can, you could start early. So, you know, we, we, could, we could add capacity now and begin training people and developing the journey. Um, with them, and in a year's time, that would they could either go and help up new places, or could free us up more to help new places. So, but but there is a lag. It's not an answer yeah. for September, but it could be an answer for next summer. Okay, okay. So I'll put, I'll put one year question mark next to that one. Okay, uh, we say no to everyone. Yep. So no to no. <laughs> Here's the problem. <laughs> so. So, so this is this is this would allow you to continue to focus. And by that, apologies, I mean outside of Pennine. Yeah. So, so this allows you to this will allow you to continue to deepen the work in Pennine really well and to focus the energy and capacity there. I think um, that probably, in some ways, goes a little bit against the principles of what we signed up for in the beginning. You know, and and Sport England were really clear they wanted to work with pilot places who were committed to sharing the learning. Um, uh, and so, and, and so maybe it's not a solid now. Maybe it's we can. This is what we can do, and this is what we can't. Drawing some boundaries about you know, so we can do a webinar about creative engagement or, or a number of workshops. But it'd be difficult to spend three months in a place helping people to do to creatively engage with communities or networks in a new way. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pull one out now, just based on what you just said. And again, I'm not going to claim credit for this one. I just thought it was a nice idea. So again, that same group I spoke to. Um, based on what you've just said there of we set boundaries or say what we can and can't do speaking to a chap last week and he said if they're really up for this you could invite them to come and shadow you hmm. and say actually why don't you come and shadow us for a few weeks and you know you'd do it at a good time when you knew there was some stuff happening that would kind of make sense they could connect mm-hmm. with and, and so they're, they're getting a bit more of that deep learning hmm. it's not necessarily distracting you too much from the work you might have been doing and to a degree and I don't mean this too harshly it weeds out those people who are just interested in kind of getting something quite quickly, please. That's quite harsh. Yeah, a little bit. I don't care. Um, I feel like we need to be harsh on this podcast going forward. <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps suggest that those who are super interested in it are really keen to kind of come and do that learning and are willing to commit the time to come and visit a place to do mm. that. So there's, a re- that, there's something, that that is an idea that we've that you and I have not discussed before. No, I'm just landing it on. And, and I really like that. The, this idea of, so say you're in Colchester, you could, you could come for six weeks, three months even, seconded part-time into Penai Lancashire. Come and live at my apartment, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, Make some new friends, you know. <laughs> but, but there's pilots all over the country, isn't there? So there's some, re- so, some regionality, if you like, to it. So there'll be, there's always going to be a pilot close-ish to someone. So yeah. they, they could, like, like we've built the secondment model and we know how to do secondments kind of effectively now, you could, you could second someone in. So half your week, you're going to work... In Pennine, on Pennine work, but learning the hows, the whys, the wherefores, if you like, and and then be constantly linking that and applying that back to your place in your in the rest of your time. So that could work really nice. And again, that's and again coming back to that point about being critical before of, and actually shows a real commitment from the organisation. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I know a lot of times some organisations are looking they're looking for some support, but probably aren't willing to put some capacity and time and investment into that. Whereas actually, if you can free a person of a bit of time a week, mm-hmm. that's probably going to show a real commitment from you and actually give you something much more meaningful yep. than, than something we could offer that way around. Uh, so yeah, I thought I'd connect that into that one. Mm, it's nice. Um, let, I've got a couple more. Um, we charge for our time. Ken Mass is crazy expensive, but he's very, very good. 
£5,000 a day, you can have it. I think... Um, so so that, that solves the problem of Pennine resources or resources that Pennine politicians and leaders might feel has been allocated to Pennine being utilised elsewhere. So that, that solves the kind of financial challenge of... Um, what that doesn't solve, though, is the is the capacity issue. You know, so that's still, in effect, taking my time out of working yeah. in the system here in, here in Pennine. Um, now, you know, there'll be individuals across the pilots who have potentially capacity in terms of personal capacity then you could do stuff in your holidays you could you could work longer days or whatever to try and support places and there's a question you know so, so that can work and correct me if I'm wrong I think there are some places out there who kind of you know charge for a bit of time and people kind of they go and connect into other places and things yeah yeah absolutely in, including pilots and non-pilot colleagues it's fairly kind of standard within public sector for people to go and uh, connect and work on on kind of fixed term or um, you know, kind of consultancy type contracts to support other places. Um, so I, th- that's something that can work um, uh, and can work well. And I think there there will over time be um, organisations potentially emerging from the pilots. But there's lots of other places that do system. There's lots of other organisations, the NHS and others, who are doing system and place based working. Um, there will, I think, be organisations that start to emerge that are kind of set up, ready to support other places. Um, and it'll be interesting how that develops over time and, and, and what that looks like. And there's probably organisations or kind of consultancy organisations already doing some of that work already. Yeah, and, you know, I, I know sometimes we're, uh, I'll say we, I won't speak on your behalf, Ken, when I'm about to say something a bit tongue-in-cheek. Okay. But uh, often I think what we'll say is, you know, the, the difference between potentially bringing in the consultancy, or, you know, and again, not being too kind of, what's the word, stereotypical here is, we are people who started off on this journey, who worked in these types of systems, had the same challenges that these guys did, and have lived this over the past few years, so it's live and it's current for us. Mm-hmm. And obviously, so you can imagine that that kind of learning potentially is a little bit different, and I'm not saying a bit better, but just different to potentially a consultancy who can come in and help you understand change management in an organisation yeah. from a kind of slightly different perspective. Uh, I'm not saying one's better than the other, and potentially in some cases, I imagine the other thing is much better than what we could offer. Yeah. And so, like I say, maybe there's also a bit of a, another option here that says, and we direct people to other stuff that we believe is pretty strong and good, mm-hmm. and that is probably more accessible and easy for people to use than, than trying to sort yeah. out our time. And if you look at sport, you know, sport, a sports analogy, if you like, there are coaches out there who have not played the game to a high level, but are very good coaches and leaders and... Um, but there's also you know a high degree of credibility that comes with someone who's coaching and supporting player development if you like who you know players look to and be like well that person actually they've, yeah. d- they've done it they can do it then you know they've been there and experienced it so let's go for it and just literally I'll pretend I know football for a minute yeah nice topical one Alex Ferguson <laughs> yeah Alex Ferguson <laughs> so Ferguson didn't not a great Guardiola. player yeah. Do you know what I mean? Play for Barca and an amazing manager. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So both of those have loads of massive value, both for different reasons. Yeah. And I think what's, you know, yeah, absolutely. And and there's something about, I think what's interesting about the kind of systems change work, though, is it, it is a bit more, in my opinion, more Guardiola-esque in that it's more about coaching and skills development rather than um, man, man management, if you like. You know, so... In football, without getting into football too much, you, a lot of people talk about how Guardiola and Klopp are great coaches. You know, and Klopp would be another example, though not not a fantastic player. Mm. Um, so, 
that that you know there's something about coaching mentoring that requires a sense of having done it before but that's not to say that, that you can't i think i think one of the things that as i've worked with places and talked to other places about things there is something about those kind of live examples understanding the challenges the bits that have been difficult as well as worked well that does take a sense of experience of having been there not only been there and done it but doing it yeah now yeah Literally, I'm still experiencing this stuff, yeah. so it's still fresh, and I can tell you how I've just tried to manage yeah. that particular situation. Yeah. I like that. To go back to future, the, the Pep Guardiola local club of <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I'm actually a United fan, though, so... Oh, well, deal with it. We could go for Eric Ken Hag. I don't know who you just said. Well, Eric Ten Hag is the manager, but we could go for Eric Ken Hag. Sorry, that great joke was absolutely <laughs> lost on you. <laughs> There'll be one person who thought that was fun. <laughs> but we've only got one listener, so that's a 100% <laughs> ratio. Well done. Okay, so um, I think we've generated a few things there that are worth exploring and actually that one live that we probably want to give a little thought to now we've mm. kind of talked about it of what would that secondment in almost or shadowing in kind of yeah. look like. Uh, but then I think there's probably a few things from each of those you could pick. Having some boundaries, having some stuff that we can just share and maybe what we've not done brilliantly, I say brilliantly, to a degree not very much at all, is things like talking head videos or webinar type stuff. Because again on that scale you created of posting a thing versus spending time they're further up that scale yeah true and we just haven't I don't think we've really kind of embraced those types of things very much yeah and so we're probably going to have to just test some of these things out aren't we in the coming months and and years or for the rest of TAF really yeah so uh, I think that's a good time to kind of wrap it up yeah I think we came up with some interesting challenges some potential solutions and scenarios um, that we're going to play about with a little bit Um, and who knows on a future one when we've kind of either nailed this or tried something that failed miserably we can bring it back here mm. I think one thing that's probably just a, not my final final thought but connected to it before I do my final <laughs> thought so greedy <clears throat> I think one of the key principles that we've we've learned in Penn and I think is common across the pilots is to to lead or to support change within a place does take capacity mm. and, and that's the main cost it takes capacity and expertise and energy I'd say those three things and, and to a degree expertise that can be built up yeah. do you know what I mean you, we, we, didn't, we have a different expertise now than I think we did at yeah. the start but what we did have was time and capacity mm. and a bit of freedom to, yeah. to, to do this stuff. and so that, that's the invest there's, there's an investment in capacity yeah. there's potentially an investment that's different in expertise yeah. And and those and when you can combine that expertise with that capacity, you can create a, an energy that can lead to change. So um, that that's one thing for for places and partners to think about is how do we invest in capacity and expertise that, when combined, potentially can withdraw either the capacity or the external expertise if you need it, and it still continues to blossom. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it was a very strong final, final thought, so I'm looking forward to your final thought when that arrives. Okay. Um, so I think I'm going to wrap it up there, folks. As always, thank you so much for listening. Um, check us out on Twitter, check us out on the website, subscribe to the newsletter, etc., etc. All that stuff that's associated with the social media world that people like me don't understand. Um, looking forward to doing one again very soon. And for now, as we always do, we will hand over to Ken for a final thought to leave with you all. Okay, so my final thought um, on this podcast is you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, and this idea that um, if we're going to kind of pour or, or some of this system change energy into other places, 
the cup that it's coming from is going to need to be continually replenished by real life experience, by learning, by energy and having sufficient capacity, not stretched so thin that you become an empty vessel, so to speak. So I think there's something in, in all of that thinking we've done today to, to summarise in, you know, we've got, to, we've got to figure out how we continually fill the cup with expertise and energy and learning and real life lived experience so that that can be shared with others. Beautiful. Brilliant. Thank you very much, everybody. Cheerio.